Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. You know, we believe here at our church, we believe that everyone is given an inbuilt desire to make a difference in this world. Does anyone else agree? Do you have a desire in your heart to make a difference in this world? Some of you do. God has wired every single person with the desire to let our life count. We're not just here taking up space. We're not just here until we die. We are just here until we die, actually. But we're here for more than that. God has wired us all with the desire to make a difference in this world. And, and I believe that we will never truly be happy until we're doing that. You will never truly be happy until you are giving out, until there is more to your life than you. You may think, no, but trust me. When there's more to your life than you, you are a much happier person. There are not enough holidays, and I love a good holiday. There are not enough holidays. There is not enough money. There are not enough cars. That's what I told my husband. There are not enough possessions. There aren't enough relationships. There aren't enough things on this earth that can fully satisfy us. They can't, they can't satisfy that need that we have to make a difference. God created us to make a difference. And he says to us, he says this to us, as we look out, because that's what we're about, right? We're about looking out, not looking in. As we look out to the world around us, this is what he says. As we look at all the problems, he says this, you are the world's light, a city on a hill, glowing in the night for all to see glowing in the darkness for all to see. Don't hide your light. Let it shine for all. Let your good deeds glow for all to see so that they will praise your heavenly Father. God is saying to every single one of us today, don't hide your light. Because I have a sneaking suspicion that some of us hide our light. We're, we're in hiding. God wants us to shine our light, and that scripture says, so that. There is always a so that with God. The so that is the reason God tells us to do something or not to do something. He says, shine your light so that they, who are they? The world so that they will praise your heavenly Father. In other words, as we shine our light, they will give their lives to God. Who thinks that's good? Amen. It is fantastic. Here at C3 Church Watson, we believe that the church doesn't exist for us. If you're here today, and believe me, I love you all. If you're here today, just to tick a spiritual box, to be fed and to hopefully feel some good feelings, 
If you're here today so you can feel like you've done your spiritual duty for the week, then maybe, just maybe, you're in the wrong church. We don't believe that's what church is all about. We are a church and we exist for the world. We are a church on mission. I heard a pastor say, we don't believe our church ought to grow. Well, bummer for the lost people in your city. Big time bummer for those people that are going to hell. Yeah? Bad luck for them. He said, we're just here to praise the Lord and to love God, which sounds spiritual, right? It's not. Because if we want to love God, we've got to love the ones that He loves. And He loves the world. I want to prophesy over you today. Isaiah 60 verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth. It gets pretty dark out there sometimes, right? Yes, and I'm not just talking about night. I'm talking about darkness. And deep darkness, the people. We meet people every day. And there is a darkness. There is a hopelessness. There is a disappointment. There is so much need. There is darkness. It will cover the people. But the Lord, the Lord will rise upon you. And his glory will appear upon you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. In Jesus' name, amen. There it is, prophecy. You've all received a prophecy today. You can go home and say, the pastor prophesied over me today, because I did. Hey church, this scripture is saying, get up. Get up. It's time to arise. The glory of the Lord, which means this, the full weight of who God is. Hey, how's that? The full weight, the glory of the Lord, the full weight of who God is, is shining upon you. Wow. Has risen on you. God wants you to see yourself as part of the solution. He wants to arise on you. See, sometimes people look at pastors as somehow more anointed, more special, more called. They think, if they pray for me, then I'll be healed. When it comes to the church, they see two types of people, the pastor and the congregation. Not true. There is nothing special on me that cannot be on you. You can and should be praying for people and they get healed. God wants his glory to arise on you. My first point this morning is you are a minister. You are a minister. You are anointed. God wants his church to arise and shine. 1 Peter 2.9 says this, For you are, God, you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession, so that, says it differently in this one, as a result, so that you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. You are 
God's very own possession so that, so that when you get up out of bed in the morning, that's the first thing you do, you get up out of bed. Sometimes you don't want to, but you do. So that when you get up and go to university, you can shine God's light and show people his goodness. Yes? So that when you go to work, you can show people his goodness. So that when you go to the same person that makes your coffee every day that you buy, that that knows your order, so that you can show that person God's goodness. You're in the ministry to show others God's goodness. In the Bible, the word ministry is actually, it's this, it's a nursing term, and it means bringing aid to the hurting. We can do that. Bringing aid to the hurting. We have people in our church who go into the hospitals and pray for people, bringing aid to the hurting because it's God they need. They might not even know it, but that's what they need. He's who they need, not that. He. He's a he. He's a person. Okay. You are a minister. Secondly, you have a specific role. We believe every single person is born with a specific purpose and we will never truly be happy until we're doing it. We don't believe that church is a small group of people doing, has a small group of people in it doing all the work, a small group of people doing everything. That's not church. Church is every person playing their part because God calls us a body. We had some people who love doing things with their hands here yesterday, cleaning things and washing things and all of that stuff. We've got people out in kids' church today showing Jesus to those young kids. We had people up here today, people everywhere, all through this place. We want to help you to fulfill your specific role. So studies have been done recently in the US in relation to this issue, and the tragedy is this. Approximately 87% of people in church don't know what their role is. Isn't that amazing? 87%. We're called the body of Christ. Can you imagine what your body would look like if 87% of your body didn't know what its specific role was? How would you sneeze if your nose didn't know that's what it was supposed to do? That is a joke, everyone. <laughs> I'm not as funny as my husband, I know. <laughs> I'm a little bit funny, occasionally. How would you know how to walk if your legs didn't know they were the... Like, it just wouldn't happen. We'd all be sitting in a chair dead if 87% of our body did not know what to do. Has anyone heard of Elvis Presley? good. The older crew must come to the 10.30. They all looked at me in the 9 a.m. He was famous. He was a rock and roll singer. Blue suede shoes, something, something, something. Um, That was one of his songs. He was so famous, he died in the 70s. He was so famous that there are many people in the USA right now who make their entire living from being an impersonator of Elvis. Now, after he died, his wife Priscilla was interviewed 
And she said this, Elvis never came to terms with who he was meant to be, what purpose, what his purpose in life was. He thought that maybe he was here for a different reason, maybe to preach, maybe to serve, maybe to save, maybe to care for people. That agonizing desire was always with him and he knew he wasn't fulfilling it. So he'd go on stage so he wouldn't have to think about it. Wow. I wonder if there are people here today who go onto the stage of their life to work, to school, to university, and do the thing that's in front of them. But deep down, you have an agonizing desire that is not fulfilled because you know you are here for something more. You know, we have many people join our church, many, probably many is right, who have been burnt out from a previous church or church experience. We have many people who come who, who are hurting and that is really hard. And, and these people need healing, they need restoration and that's what we want to happen for them. But you know, when, when you are hurting, it's hard to look outside of yourself when you're hurting, but it's actually a good thing to do. Because if you don't, you just end up living a life that's like this all the time. I had an experience many years ago, on a, we were on a holiday and I'd been on a run and I ran, I ran back up to the um, place we were staying and I put my foot on the bottom step I just finished and I, like, really hard because I'd been, I was in my zone. Any runners will know what I mean. And as I put my foot on the step, my ankle rolled and I heard this snap, really loud snap. And I screamed and I fell on the ground. And Paul was in the house and he came out. What the heck have you done, woman? Seriously. Anyway, he picked me up and put me, because I couldn't walk, he put me in the car. And we drove to Coffs Harbour Hospital and they said to me, you've snapped a tendon. I said, yeah, no, I can feel it. And so I had crutches and we, were, we came home. We had people over for dinner a few days later. And this, these were good friends of ours. And the guy was a physio. That was what he did. And he watched me as I, you know, I was hobbling around, getting my crutches, hopping, um, I wasn't trying to be a drama queen. I may have looked like it, but I wasn't. And he said, Mel, what are you doing? I said, well, I can't walk on it. And he said, actually, that's exactly what you need to start doing. He said, if you don't start putting some pressure and start moving that ankle and start using it the way that it was meant to be used, it's not gonna heal right. And it's not gonna heal properly. You know what? It's the same for us in the body of Christ. Even if we have been hurt, even if we have had a break, even if we have had something bad happen to us, if we don't start to use, because God's called us all for something, if we don't start to use that, it will never heal properly. It will not heal properly. Don't let it take you out of your calling, out of your purpose, out of the church. 
Part of the healing process is to get back up again. Because the Bible tells you, you are a minister with a specific purpose. Ephesians 2 says this, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. There was something for you to do before you were created. Before you were even conceived, God knew the thing that he wanted you to do. It wasn't a case of you being born and him looking at you and going, hmm, wow, what can we get him to do? What can we get her to do? No. He had that thing. He created them beforehand so that you could walk in them, which means you can do the thing that he's called you to do and you will feel fulfilled when you do it. I just look around our church and see people who are moving and working in their gift and how, how beautiful is it? It's, I think it's beautiful. I look at these amazing tailors who've taken over the youth this year, but is exploding, and I just see them and I think, wow, working in their gift. Give them a hand. The way God made you reveals what he has for you. Did you know that? Which is why we bang on up here about next steps. Discover You is on next week. You're not one in a million. You're one of a kind. And my third point is now is the time. You are a minister. You have a specific role. And now is the time. Now is your time. Because at all the times in history, God chose you to be born now. And he put you in Australia. And he put you here in Canberra. And he put you here for a purpose. Ephesians 5 says this, So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Opportunity equals, what it means is this, window of opportunity. God chose you to live now on purpose. He, he determined the exact time, the exact place, and he chose you to make a difference. Did you know that not all good deeds are the same. What do I mean by that? I mean this. If we feed thousands of people, good deed, right? If we feed thousands of people, but that's all we do, and they all go to hell, guess what? They lose. We aren't just here to do good deeds. We are here to populate heaven. And that's why God asks us to use our gifts to build the church. We aren't just here to help people. We are here to help people in Jesus' name. 1 Corinthians 3 says this, anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay or straw, but on the judgment day, because it will come, Fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. So when we get to heaven, we want our works to survive. We don't want them to get burnt up. <laughs> That's why we want to make sure that what we're doing while we're here on earth makes an eternal, eternal, eternal difference. I was talking to the college students on 
Thursday, and I said, guys, the only things that we take with us to heaven are people. It's only people. None of that stuff that is so important comes. It's only people, and I want my people with me. Can you imagine eternity without your people? It's heartbreaking. You are a minister who has a specific role, and your time is now to make an eternal difference. This is the mindset God wants us to have. Can I let you on a little sec- in on a little secret? It's not a secret. We have an agenda here at C3 Watson. And you're all going, I knew it. <laughs> we have an agenda, but it's not a secret agenda. Our agenda is not to give you a place to go on Sundays, even though we love Sunday and we love coming together on Sundays. Sundays aren't enough. We aren't here for us. We are here for the people who aren't here yet. That is our agenda. Our agenda is we are here to make a difference. We are here to populate heaven. We are here to take people out of hell and bring them into heaven so that their eternal destiny will be changed so that when we get to heaven, there will be so many more people because we were here on earth. That's why we're here. The world needs us. We've been put here to make a difference. Ephesians 4 says this, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers, they, their responsibility, so that's me, my responsibility, our staff, our responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ, build up the church, equip people to do his work, build up the church, the body of Christ, that is us together. It's not to do the job ourselves, it's to equip you. What do you love doing? I wanna promise you today, you have a gift. Not only do you have a gift, but you're good at it, and people's lives will be changed when you do it. Gift means this, someone who has a divine ability from God. Who likes the sound of that? You have a divine ability from God. Our job is to find it and use it. That's what Romans 12 says. So it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Whatever you're called to do, God wants you to do it. You don't need a word of prophecy over you. You don't need someone to stand over you and say, this is what you have. It's right there. It's right there. That's what the word of God says. Daniel Valeri, let's welcome Daniel. He's coming up. He's a great guy in our church. Daniel does, Daniel's a personal trainer, you can't tell, can you? Um, 
So he runs a, a group, which I don't know if anyone follows your group. I do, and it's awesome because you just see all these people at church working out. And you also are at Kids Church. So tell, tell us why you volunteer in our church, Daniel. Um, originally, being a new member at the church, I, wanted, I believe that serving would be a good way for me to connect, to grow, to learn, to discover, and ultimately just become a part of something that was beyond myself. And my motivation behind all that was obviously wanted to draw closer to God. And my inspiration behind that was Jesus. Jesus says that he came to, to serve and not be served. So I believe by following Jesus and doing as he did, it will enrich my life and obviously make a difference, not only in my life, but in everyone else's life. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, and how have you grown since you started volunteering? Uh, incredibly. I mean, uh, serving has allowed me to, to, see, to see God's power work firsthand. I've seen him move not only in my life, but in the people that I serve and serve with um, through our friendships, through our fellowship, through uh, what we've discovered about ourselves, um, our abilities. I mean, God's revealed so many abilities within me that I never believed existed. I didn't know they were there. So it's when, when, we, when we get to know him, we become closer to God and we listen to his call and we take a step of faith. And we move out of our comfort zone and maybe do something that's new and challenging, mm-hmm. a bit scary, like standing up here is a bit scary. <laughs> um, you know, and then you see God help you and you see him guide yeah, you wow. through that Beautiful. and work within you and what he reveals inside of you. That's when your, your faith grows so strong yeah. and your trusting yeah. him just gets so easy. Yeah. Um, I'll just finish with um, how it says in 1 Peter 4.10 that, that we should use whatever gifts we have to serve others. And when we begin to serve and operate in our gifts and share that with others, that's when we really experience the joy we were created for. Fantastic. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks, Daniel. Daniel. We have 65 volunteers every Sunday to to, to do church. Take 65 amazing volunteers. And can we give our volunteers a hand? We are so, so thankful for you because church doesn't happen unless we all work together as, as the body of Christ. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.